Hello and welcome back to the How Good Sport podcast. We are only a few days away from the round one kickoff in Vegas. How good. The team list came out yesterday at four o'clock. I was waiting all day at work to see them. A couple of surprises, which we'll run through in our preview. So today we are going to preview the two games between the Manly Seagulls and the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Brisbane Broncos and the Sydney Roosters. Our first game at 1.30 is between South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Manly Seagulls. This game promises so much with superstars all over the park. We've obviously got Latrell, Cody, Murray, DCE and Turbo. Um, Manly come in practically full strength. They're obviously missing Sipley through suspension for that tackle on Dom Young and Schuster to an injury. Souths are missing a fair few backs. Obviously, Graham, Whiten, Munro, and Isaac Thompson all missing here for the game in Vegas. Just to briefly sort of run through the team list. So for the Seagulls, Tommy Turbo at fullback, Saab and Paolo on the wings, Cooler and Garrick in the centers. Luke Brooks makes his debut for the Seagulls at 5'8 with Cherry Evans, his halves partner. Paseca and Allier in the front row with Lachlan Croker at hooker. Olakowatu, Ben Trebojevic on the edges and Jake Trebojevic in the lock position. Carl Lawton on the bench with Corey Waddell, Ethan Bullimore and Nathan Brown. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, obviously Trell Mitt at fullback, AJ and Jacob Gagai on the wings. I kind of thought Jacob Gagai would snag a center spot, but uh, Richard Kenner has snagged that spot that has been left vacant and Isaiah Tass the other center option there. Cody Walker is fit after some concerns around a calf injury, so it's good to see we've got Cody Walker, one of our stars on the field, uh, partnering Lockie Elias at halfback. Totola and Kepi in the front row with Damian Cook. Keon Kaloa-Matangi, who's believed to be playing on the left edge this year with Jai Arrow on the other edge and the captain Cam Murray locking down the scrum. And then on the bench for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Saliva Havili, Jacob Host, Davi Mowali, and Thomas Burgess. So obviously one of the big omissions that I sort of was surprised by when I initially saw the team list was Talis Duncan. I would assume that's the spot that Jacob Host has got. I know Host looks fit and he trialed well, but for me, Talis Duncan should be in this team. He's just a, a serious young talent, and even if he is young and he's only played a handful of games, uh, I think he adds so much to this South Sydney team. So I'm, I'm pretty surprised to see that he's missed the team and JD would need to have a very good explanation to convince me why he shouldn't be in this team. But uh, I'm not a coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, so what would I know? But those are the two teams there. So obviously some key matchups, gun fullbacks, quality halves. Uh, South's obviously probably edging out the um, sea Eagles with their forward pack, but there's some great players there in both those forward packs as well. Um, just a few things, you know, around the the round one matchup. So Manly, up until last year, had lost nine straight round one games, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so it's good to see that they've bucked that trend. Uh, they wouldn't want that monkey on their back coming into this game in Vegas. Souths have had a much more consistent round one record compared to Manly. Uh, for a long time, we've obviously seen Souths and Roosters playing in that round one fixture, and that was very much a back and forth affair until a few years ago where they pushed it back to round three. Uh, Souths lost 21 and 22, but then they won first round last year against the Sharkies. Um, it's obviously huge for both teams to start the season well on the big stage in Vegas, but for the Bunnies, a lot of pressure to come out and right some wrongs after last year's end to the season. So I think the Bunnies are really going to be primed for this game. I think um, they're going to come out firing and, and have a really good game here. 
it's going to be fascinating to see how the Brooks and Cherry Evans combo gels. Obviously, they've had a, a full preseason and offseason to work together, and I think everyone wants to see Brooks do really well, but I, do th- I don't think he'll walk straight into this side and dominate, and it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, He, he will have trained with both uh, Ben Trebojevic and Schuster on that left edge, so um, you know it's going to take some time for him to adapt, obviously, with Benny Trebojevic there and then the likelihood that Schuster's going to come back in. So there's going to be a, an adjustment period there for Brooksy. He's obviously got Ruben Garrick there as his left center too. And then that defensive side of things, you know, obviously the attack's probably going to come together a little bit easier, but, you know, understanding your second row on your inside and your center on the outside, um, that takes some adjustment time. So that'll be something to watch for Brooks and no doubt he's going to see plenty of traffic on the weekend from the Bunnies. Um, I'm sure we'll see Manly target South on the edges with both their preferred centers out. Um, you know, we've seen Tass play plenty of first grade now, and he's definitely more than competent, but you know that Kenner is going to have his work cut out for him, and I assume Tass will play on the left and Kenner plays on the right, and either way, whoever is marking up against Olakowatu on that left edge is in for a long, long afternoon. DCE and Turbo are going to be scheming down that edge, and... Um, with Olakawatu and, and you throw in the speed of Cooler and Saab, fucking have fun with that, South Sydney. Um, if Manly can have some success de- through their right edge and, and targeting South's left edge, they can certainly give South a red-hot shake, I reckon. Um, and South's are also going to target Brooks plenty. Um, Ilias will be feeding Arrow plenty of ball down that edge, and I'm sure you're going to see Latrell popping up, so it's definitely going to test out Luke Brooks and Benny Trebojevic on that edge. I do feel that Souths have the wood over the Sea Eagles through the middle. I rate Kepi and Totola over Paseca and Aloye, but I do think for that starting stint, the Manly pair will definitely hold their own. You know, I said in my Manly preview, I, I think Paseca's in for a huge year, so I, I think he can definitely hold his own against this. Um, you know, I think Paseca's better than Kepi, but I think Totola's um, the best of the bunch there, so... Um, for Manly, I'm, I'm just not that high on Aloye. He's a pretty solid defender, but I just don't know that he he has a heap of punch in attack. So um, interesting to see how that first period goes for the middles. Once the bench kicks in and we start to see the middle rotations, I expect to see South get the upper hand. Mawali, Havili, and Burgess will add a lot of punch through the middle, and, and I think it's a superior bench to Manly. I think we'll see Mawali really go to another level this year. I really liked what I saw from him in small snippets in that Charity Shield trial. Manly have got some gritty players on the bench, don't get me wrong. You know, Nathan Brown matches up with these guys, Mawali, Havili. Uh, you know, you'd probably say Brown's better than Mawali and Havili. Um, but then you throw in Bullimore and Waddell, and, and, you know, they're respectable players. I, I don't mind them. I think they've got a lot of grit and they play that tough style of footy, but um, I don't know that they match up against these Bunnies players, and I don't know if they'll be able to to hold that middle when you throw Cam Murray into the mix there as well. Um, the top dogs that we mentioned are obviously going to play a huge part. The narrow field probably suits Turbo more in terms of his high work rate popping up through the middle, whereas we're used to seeing Latrell do most of his damage on the edges. Uh, there, there have been periods where Latrell supports through the middle and, and can cause some chaos, and he does look fitter this year. You know, I've noticed in a lot of the South's preseason content that Latrell has been leading some of the fitness challenges, and, and he does look a lot fitter. So if we can see Latrell popping up and doing a lot more of those effort areas through the middle, 
I'd just be fucking hanging off Cameron Murray's hip in this game in particular because you know Murray's going to force an offload. He's going to poke himself through. He's going to have a line break or two. So if I'm Latrell, I'm just following Cam Murray like my life depends on it because I think it's going to be super important in this game where he's maybe not going to be um, able to strip down those edges as much for the Manly Seagulls. But, you know, uh, I might be overplaying this narrow field factor. So obviously the field is five five metres narrower for this game. Um, but, you know, there's every chance we could still see Latrell going down a side and exposing that defence of your Brooks or, or on the opposite side too. So very interesting to see how the fullbacks impact this game because we know they are going to impact the game and they very well could be the deciding factor. DCE and his kicking game is going to be a huge factor. He's one of the best kickers in the game. He kicked the most 40-20s last year. He's a far superior kicker to the Ilias and Walker pair. So um, interesting, right? Once Manly find their rhythm throughout the year, that left and right kicking game of Brooks and DCE could be a big factor in, in why they could be successful. But I do really rate locking Ilias's kicking game. I just feel at times, you know, he's got that error in him where he might kick one out on the full or, or kick one dead. So if he can refine that, I think he does have really good distance on his kicks and I think he has the potential to be one of the better kicking halves in our game, but it's just one of these things where he needs to develop that and I'm sure he spent a lot of time on that in the offseason. I do rate Cody Walker's short kicking game. I think he's one of the better halves in terms of um, you know, those sh- short kind of kicks that we used to see, JT, Jonathan Thurston, Cam Munster does it really well where he doesn't just go to the bomb all the time. He'll do those kind of 30, 40 meter dab kicks. And we've seen Walker have a lot of success. He chases those kicks really well. I'm really excited to see um, his kicking game paired with uh, Whiten's kick chase game later in the year when we see Whiten back in the team. But but for this game, it's going to be important for the players on that left edge to, um, to be really putting a lot of pressure on Manly with Cuddy Walker's kicking game. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, I think someone like a Cam Murray could make a huge difference. And I can see him having a game-breaking play. Like I said, if I was Latrell Mitchell, I would be hanging off his hip all game. I can see Cam Murray poking his head through, getting an offload, making a line break and, and either running over himself or, or putting someone over. Um, I think he's that one extra polished player that gives the bunnies the upper hand and, and I see this being a really close game that um, yeah, Cam Murray could break it open. I think it's a lot closer than what the bookies may have it. You know, I haven't really looked at the odds but from what I understand, Souths are a fairly short um, favourites so um, I'm tipping Souths to get it done in a tight one but I certainly think it's going to be close. I could see this one being uh, an even score or, or Souths or Manly up by two and, and Souths scoring a try or two like they tend to in the last sort of five minutes. So I see Souths getting it done in a tight one in that first fixture between Souths and the Manly Seagulls. In the second game, we see the Roosters up against the Broncos. This match is going to be another epic. Um, I feel like both sides match up really well. You know, you've got big back lines, smaller halves, big powerful forward packs and and there's a really good mix of youth and experience in both sides too so if we just run through the team lists um, obviously you've got Teddy and Reese Walsh at fullback both origin fullbacks in the last year both super important to their teams um, you got Tupu and Sawali on the wings for the Roosters up against Arthurs and Mariner uh, I was expecting to see Corey Oates on that wing I thought Kevy might opt for some experience and size there. So I suppose that's probably one area um, 
where the Roosters kind of trump the Broncos, but at the same time, Arthurs and Mariner probably have that speed over um, Tupu and Suwali'i, and I guess that's one of those things that comes into it with this game, with the narrower field. You know, do you do you want the speed or do you want the size where your wingers are taking the tough carries out of your own edge? I suppose we'll find that out on the weekend. Inner centres, a great matchup. We're going to talk a little bit more about this shortly, but Katoni Staggs and Selwyn Cobbo up against Manu and Billy Smith. Um, you know, these guys are all beasts. They're all big units, tall, strong players, have a lot of impact. So that's going to be a fantastic matchup. Uh, the halves pairings are quite similar. You know, you've got Luke Keery and Sam Walker, one experienced player, um, one gun sort of younger player coming through. And then the, the Broncos are the same. You've got Adam Reynolds, one really experienced gun player, and Ezra Mam, who's a gun younger player coming through. Um, you move through to the forward pack. You've got Spencer Lenu and Lindsay Collins up against Corey Jensen and Payne Haas. So Collins and Haas, two of the sort of premier front rowers in the game. Lenu, one of the best, if not the best, bench player, gets a chance to start here up against Corey Jensen, who comes off the bench himself. So a lot of similarities there. Brandon Smith and Billy Walters are quite different players. Billy Walters is your kind of scheming hooker. His um, dummy half play really improved throughout the year last year. So he's he's more your kind of scheming player, whereas Brandon Smith's more likely to have an impact with his running game. But we did see his ball playing and service really improve last year. Um Siwa Wong, very similar to two. Brendan Piakura, both kind of had a handful of games last year, getting the opportunity to start. Both have had big, big raps coming through and really keen to see how they deliver. Um, and I feel like Ricky and Tupanua are quite you know, similar. They've both had, what, three or four years now, uh, really started to develop. Obviously, Tupanua's had some injury issues, but Ricky got a full year. And then Carrigan and uh, Victor Radley. Carrigan's, you know, probably the, one of the premier locks top three in the game. Radley has been in the past and we'll be looking to rediscover that form. So I feel like that starting side, there's quite a lot of sort of similarities and symmetry between both sides. I think they match up really well. Um, that's part of what makes this game so exciting. The benches are kind of similar too. You know, you've got Sandon Smith and, and Tyson Smoothie coming on. I think Sandon Smith probably has a lot more versatility than what a Tyson Smoothie does. Um, Nat Butcher, Brings in a lot of experience. Kobe Heatherton kind of has a little bit of that experience too. Um, Fletcher Baker up against his previous side in his first match here. Uh, similar to a Nafahu White. You know, they've both had a handful of games coming off the bench. Um, and Xavier Willison and Terrell May, quite similar too in the fact that, you know, they had their share of games last year and, and they're now probably going to be a regular fixture in their side. So I probably feel like the Roosters bench has a little bit, bit more impact in the fact that you've got Terrell May, who's a real impact player. I think Xavier Willison can get to that, but I just don't know if he's there yet. And then Sandon Smith, I think he offers a little bit more speed coming on through the um, uh, through the middle four of the Roosters. So um, interesting matchups there. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get from the Broncos. They play an expansive brand of footy at break, breakneck speed, and they back that up with powerful forwards through the middle. The Roosters aren't too dissimilar when they are really on. Like I'm talking about what we've seen the best from the Roosters in those 18, 19 and the start of the 2020 season. Um, but we don't really know what we're going to get off recent recent histories. You know, if they play like they finished the season last year with a gritty and determined attitude that got them into the finals, then they're in this game up to their necks. But um, if they play like they did in the middle part of the season or round one last year, then they're in some serious Barney rubble. 
Um, you know, the Chookies, obviously I'm a Chookies fan. Um, you know, we've lost five of our last six round one games. Robbo and the Roosters are kind of developing a bit of a reputation of having slow starts, and and that really needs to change for this year for the Roosters. Both these sides have got fairly tough draws in the first four weeks, but for a side like the Roosters that are developing this reputation, they need to start with a big win this year. Run through those team lists. Both sides are practically full strength. Obviously, the Roosters are missing JWH and Dom Young, um, so a bit disappointed we didn't get to see JWH and that Payne Haas battle. Obviously, in those team lists, a couple of big admissions for the Roosters were Angus Crichton and Connor Watson. I fully expected to see both those guys. I'd sort of prepared a preview with them in the team. Um, So a little bit shocked to see Crichton out. But um, to be fair, I thought I did say that Nafahu White was one of the better players in that Roosters trial against Manly two weeks ago, and I'm a huge fan of Sandon Smith. So I'm not disappointed that Sandon Smith's game, uh, sorry, named. But I suppose I did expect to see Connor Watson starting there on the bench. But um, I think in the long term and versatility that uh, Sandon Smith offers, I think he is the better option in the long term. I can see him coming into this game and offering a lot of X factors. Obviously, one of the interesting parts of this game is the narrower field. So five meters narrower and, and for a bit, bit of context, a normal field 68 meters wide. So you're losing around 7% of that field width. So that, that'll count for a lot. And you can imagine the coaches will be adapting their game plans accordingly. The, the impact of the middles is obviously going to be crucial. Uh, you know, we could run through all the matchups in this game and, and be here for an hour. But um, some of the matchups I'm really keen to focus on, um, Billy Smith versus Katoni Staggs. Both really physical and strong guys. You know, they're very physical in defense, very physical in the way they carry the ball. Um, I would not want to be defending against either of these guys. That'd be a fucking nightmare for me. Obviously, Billy Smith probably has a bit more height on Katoni, where Katoni's got a bit more sort of, um, you know, width and, and strength in terms of his his size. Uh, I reckon we're going to see a fascinating battle between these two, and um, I would not be shocked to see it blow up into a bit of a brouhaha. So uh, Billy Smith and Katoni, very interesting matchup for me, for these guys. Looking forward to that. And the other center... Manu versus Cobo. Cobo at left center for the first time up against one of the best centers in the game. Um, we know they're both freaks in attack and create some, something out of nothing. Selwyn showed a lot of promise in his trial at center. Um, so, you know, we've obviously got to wait and see what he does, but Manu's got the runs on the board. With Manu, he, he does have a tendency to shoot out in defense at times and he doesn't always make the best reads. You know, he got burnt by some quality centers last year, so uh, he might be able to get away with it <clears throat> a little bit with this narrow field, but, um, you know, he's, he needs to be really on the ball with Selwyn Cobo because we know Cobo is a freak. <clears throat> he's got good strength, good footwork. Uh, he's got nice hands too, so he could really exploit Manu if he's not careful there. And, um, you know, the same for Cobo as well, so he needs to be really sharp with his reads because Manu... You know, Manu tends to hold onto the ball, but he's obviously got that brilliant flick and great footwork himself. So um, I could easily see both these guys, um, you know, the matchup between these two guys is going to be great. And I can see the wingers potentially cashing in with a try or two from an offload. Um, Cobo's a, a work in progress in defense, obviously, so we'll see how he goes. But it's going to be a fascinating battle between these two guys. 
Um, the middles for me is going to be super important. Uh, goes without saying, you know, Jensen and Haas versus Collinson Lenu. Haas has proven as the best in the game, and, and Jensen gets his chance to start, get a crack, and I think he'll relish the opportunity. He's, he's a great defender, makes good metres. He was coming off the bench and, and making 100, 110 metres easy. So um, looking forward to seeing what he can do with his crack in the front row as a starter. You know, Collins has elevated his game to be one of the best in the comp now, and he's not your sort of huge impact sort of player, but he makes really consistent meters, solid defender. He's the kind of guy like Payne Ars that'll chase down a winger or a second row in broken play, so he's so reliable and he's willing to make those really hard efforts that not every front row in the game is, and, and that's why he's one of the better players in your Queensland team, and, and he's now an Australian front rower too. And, and then Lenu gets the opportunity to start after applying his trade as an explosive bench option for the Panthers, he gets the opportunity to start. So I'm super keen to see what he provides. I could definitely see some sparks flying between Lenu and Corey Jensen. So that'll be epic to see how that goes. The rotation and the period when the starting players come off the field is going to be fascinating. The Roosters are going to have Terrell May coming on with White and Satili through the middle. Obviously, Satili's been an edge player, but we see Robbo play him through the middle a lot. Um, So you've got White, Terrell May, um, but I do think we are going to see a little bit tinkering from Robbo Wessatilli plays through the middle too. I think his um, his leg drive and, and his strength is really important for the Roosters through the middle. Um, and then the Broncos are going to have Fletcher Baker, Kobe Heverting, and Xavier Willison, obviously a bit of an edge player too, but he can play a bit through the middle. So both teams have got some good versatility and options through the middle and I think whoever can dominate the middle period of the game and create some second-phase play will go a long way to winning the game. And, and we've seen the Broncos do it so well with Carrigan, Walsh and Mam, and, and you throw Payne Haas into that. How many times last year did we see a, a Carrigan offload or a Haas offload that led to a Walsh or a Mam line break? So the Roosters need to be um, really careful through that middle. I think that was an area where the Roosters – got dominated and exposed a bit by those better sides. You know, a lot of line breaks and missed tackles through the middle. So it's one area that I'm a little worried for the Roosters. The Roosters of the past were the kings of exposing teams through the middle. You know, you look at your 2018 to 2020 period, um, Teddy and, and Victor and Kiri and Kronk through the middle, um, you know, they exposed a lot of good sides. And, and we saw that combo reconnect in the trial with Kiri, Teddy and um, Victor Radley. There was a beautiful try that they scored. So that was really promising. That got me fucking frothing at the mouth to see that. So I'm keen to see how that unfolds through the middle. Um, I think the Broncos have got the clear upper hand when it comes to their kicking game. And and that obviously proves pretty crucial in these big games, particularly with this smaller field size. Um, so that's one thing the players need to be careful with. I thought Walker improved his kicking game a lot towards the end of last year. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about it on my preview with the Rugby League Guru. I, I felt like um, Walker's strength in his kicking game wasn't great. Um, but I feel like when he got dropped and had that time to kind of uh, work on his game, in New South Wales Cup and while he was injured he came back and he you know he he had a lot more strength in his kicking game so um, I'd love to see Walker and, and Kiri just sort of have a bit more versatility in their kicking game I think at times the Roosters can be a little bit guilty of throwing the bomb up and I know there's a tactic to it giving the line the time and the opportunity to get down the other end and try and bury the players in the corner but 
I see so much more benefit and opportunity in these little dab kicks where you throw it into a corner, um, the ball's on the ground, you can create errors or you can bury plays in the end goal. So I'd love to see a little bit more of that from the Chookies this year because you know you're going to see that sort of stuff from Reynolds, which will be super important. Um, I'm, I'm really on the fence with this game. Like I feel like the Roosters at their best are – potentially the better team and can win and and part of that reason I feel is the bench where I think there's a little bit more impact and a little bit more x factor and speed from San and Smith but um I am worried about you know if I'm going off past history and looking at last year I'm worried about that starting record that the Roosters have started to develop and I'm a little bit worried about that defense through the middle that the Roosters were quite um, exposed and I think that's an area the Broncos are really going to target. I see it going down to the wire and I feel like the sides are really, really evenly matched. Um, But even as a Roosters fan, I I just can't trust our round one form and I know that the preseason has been a big preseason. I've really loved the intensity and the effort I've seen from some of the footage of the Roosters in their lead up to Vegas. If you are a Roosters fan, jump on the Roosters YouTube channel and check out the series they've had of the lead up to Vegas. There's some great content there. Um, But yeah, I'm just a bit suspect on the Roosters. Um, Don't kill me, Roosters fans, but I'm just trying to be as neutral as I can um, I think the Broncos have got something really special brewing. I think the fact that they rolled out, um, you know, the the New South Wales Cup side and, and did really well in the trials kind of speaks to to what they've got brewing there. So um, I am reluctantly ticking tipping the Broncos in a very tight game. My head says Brizzy, my heart says the Roosters. I obviously want the Roosters to win, um, but if I'm yeah, if I'm tipping with my head um, and and what recent form really tells me, I do think we're going to see Brizzy win. I see this going down to the wire. I could see the Broncos winning by a field goal or winning by a penalty goal. I think it's going to be a super tight game. Um, you know, you could see a key player like an Adam Reynolds kicking a field goal. And um, at the same time, I could see a Sammy Walker doing the same thing. But it's going to be an epic game. I can't wait to see fucking Reese Walsh go. Can't wait to see Teddy. I thought he had a spring in his step in that trial and looked a little bit faster. So um, it's going to be an absolute cracking afternoon. I hope you guys have a fantastic afternoon. Have a barbie, get a beer going, do whatever you got to do. Make sure you get your brownie points in with the missus on Saturday so you can have the afternoon off on Sunday to enjoy this round one clash. Hope you guys enjoy the content. Hope the previews um, hit the mark. We'll see after the games and we'll definitely be doing a review on Sunday evening or Monday morning. But enjoy your footy back. How bloody good. Please rate like, subscribe the podcast, give us a review, give us your honest feedback. We need that so that we can improve what we've got going on. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in and we will see you soon. Mm-hmm.